The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Uh, hello? Is this thing on? It is on. Hi. <laughs> hello, Elizabeth Cott. Hi, Stephanie Simbari. We are here and we are That's a Retrograde. We are here in our respective living spaces. Living spaces. DIY That's So Retrograde. You know, listen, guys, we try to have a high quality show. We do our damn best. But we're in a pandemic and the wheels have come off the wagon a bit. <laughs> One thing I've learned about myself is that a podcast producer, tech genius, I am not. So we're working through the kinks of the evolution of recording from home. And that's why it sounds like we're so far away because we're on Zoom. Right. Which, by the but, way, the bought stock in because that would have been smart. And there's one thing I've learned, though, in consuming my fair share of podcasts over the past few months is that uh-huh. if the content is good, it doesn't really matter if the sound is sucks. Well, I sure hope that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that only because I lasted through a very splotchy sound interview with Jill Zarin and Allie Zarin on Everything Iconic podcast with uh-huh. Danny Pellegrino. I feel like all of these things are over your head right now. Stuff, maybe one or two yeah. people who are listening to this show Feeling like it's understand. Feeling it's Housewives adjacent. And we have more where that comes from. It roses and thorns. What we're talking about today, we're really uh, thrilled to be having a conversation that really felt um, important for both of us to have. And that's, you know, speaking to the idea of we connect a lot, but it's always online. It's always digitally. And so much of work and seeing family and seeing friends, it's all happening on our screens. And we've done our fair share of ranting and raving about our relationship with the screen over the past few months. But we really felt it important to call upon one of our favorite guests, Andrea Bendewald, who has done such an amazing job in her life and career creating spaces where people can connect and share on a deep, deep level. And um, who I want to be when I grow up. Yeah, she's incredible. Yeah. And people often ask us to recommend an episode. We always throw that one out there because it's so strong. Yeah. And, you know, we've been bringing back a lot of our TSR all-stars over the past few months because we really want to take their teachings and their philosophies and drop them into this moment that feels... Let's call it bringing in the big guns. Exactly. <laughs> And if anyone's feeling just drained from a Zoom call or like done with the Zoom call happy hours and looking for... Are people still doing that? I don't know. I think maybe... uh, Honestly, I'd rather be alone. (laughs) (laughs) Internet's not working so great. Sorry. I'm not good without that. But think about the... I was thinking about the splotchy listening and it's like, it's true. Like back in the day when like, you know, you only had like a radio in your car and like you would listen to a crackly song because it was like a good song. It's yeah. like that now. It's like we're back there. 
Yeah. We're <laughs> like that good song on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> we're summer of 69. <laughs> Cruel summer. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Okay. So we're going to hit it to that. And then stuff. I think we should balance, you know, the depth of the convo with some, maybe some fun recommendations over at Roses and Thorns at the end. Sure, sure, sure. I've, I've got some things. Can you pull something from your hat? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Great. No problem. All right. And enjoy this. BRB. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy this combo, guys. Our last conversation was so poignant, and you gave us the gift of circling. We had the incredible opportunity to circle with you on my 33rd birthday, I think. Yeah, I remember it was a big one. 33. Yeah, 33. And then. So we, we got to experience it firsthand. And then Elizabeth and I were talking about, you know, the slate, who to kind of talk to during COVID. And we were like, we have to talk to Andrea again, because you do such an amazing job of holding space for conversation and, and intimacy and connection. And that is something that is severely lacking now, not only because of social distancing, but also just because of, let's just call it the internet. <laughs> <laughs> she often goes by the internet. Yeah. The artist formerly known as <laughs> the World Wide so Web. <laughs> so yeah, we just wanted to kind of talk about how we can foster dialogue and connection in a time when it feels like that is slipping uh, through our fingers. Taken away. Yeah. Slipping through our fingers like quicksand. Yeah. Welcome. We're so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I haven't spoken much to anybody outside of my close circle of friends and what circles I've been leading. So this is a, this is a big deal for me to be here with you. And I know this will be coming out, you know, a few weeks after we're having the conversation. So I just want to talk about holding space. I want to talk about integration, which is what I find to be one of the biggest benefits of circling. So what is circling? It's an interactive mindfulness practice or meditation. We sit in a circle, one person speaks at a time, we pass a talking piece, and we all hold space for one another as we share. We don't interrupt, we don't cross talk. I'm not inserting my story onto yours, although my story probably will come up because that's really all that I have is my experience. But it gives me a, a chance to really deepen by just listening. And to me, it's a profound experience, which is why I've been doing it so long. And it's a real healing experience. And so right now, I think one of the problems with the internet and the web and whatever that crazy vortex is that we all enter is there's a lack of integration. There's a lack of Mm -hmm. experiencing your story because it's really just a one-way street. I'm like, I'm looking at images, taking the images in, but then what am I doing with them? And, and as I become, you know, we're all empaths here. I'm sure a lot of people listening in high level sensitives, high level intuitives. And when you take in too much information, I think part of us as a survival mechanism detaches I'll say I shut down Mm -hmm. and I go into fight or flight. I go into, I me, me, me protection. I don't know what to do. So I'm sure you guys talk about this all the time about lessening our intake on the internet, which can really be 
a one-way street. It can also be such a valuable tool of communication and spreading the good word. But when it comes to holding space and really taking in what another person is going through, experiencing, that's where the art of circling for me has become a practice I cannot live without. I have to use it with my family. I have to use it with my best friends. I do. Andrea does. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying everybody does, but for me, it has given me such a profound way to get to know you girls sitting in your circle. I got to know you through your friends and through hearing their stories. Remember I said, I was like, oh, this is why I love it so much is because I get to know, I get to know a whole pocket, a whole group, a whole segment that if I bumped into you, you know, at a party, I wouldn't get that, that whole picture of who you are. And I know that's where a lot of us are resonating with right now is, How do we get to know the other side, quote unquote? I actually just got emotional thinking about that circle that we hosted because, you know, it's like we don't realize those how special and how like that moment was so special. That experience was so special. But there's an added layer of preciousness to it now that that's not really something that we can hold space for in person. And I just got very heavy hearted thinking of that. Well, isn't it? instant blessing and the curse kind of thing that's happening with us. Like what the, the daily practices that we're not allowed to engage in, you know, I think of small children that are at this developmental stage and they, they don't have school, they don't have classrooms, they don't have camp. That's what breaks, breaks my heart. You know, we'll, we'll be okay. We'll get back to circling one day, but there's, there's so much that we're doing without, gatherings, the mm-hmm. class, yeah. teachers, teachers, education, food, healthy food. You and I know this, or we thought we knew it. I'll say I thought I knew it. And it's mm-hmm. now just, we're all getting this, a spiritual retreat. Those of, you know, we used to pay somebody, I'm going to go do without my, my life for a week. And I'm going to have this great experience. And now we're all having to do without certain things and we're having this deeper, deeper experience. Yeah. I find myself now when I do choose to have social moments, I find myself being so much more present and so much more aware that like when I leave this moment, then I'm going, I know exactly what I'm going back to. And before I, it was almost like socializing and connecting because of how many things I was intaking all the time was enjoyable, but also was energetically draining because it, you're constantly outputting it, interacting, and maybe with things you didn't want to be totally, or, you know, our priorities weren't exactly necessarily where they should have been at that time. And now I find myself just, when I'm with people, I'm like, I want to connect. Like, like, let's put our faces together and connect. Like, even though that's definitely Masks the last on. thing that anybody wants to do. But like, how can we take, you know, with what you're saying, if we can't have the in-person connection, how can we apply these principles to the way that we engage with the internet? Because not only is the screen an intake device, it's also something that makes people so one-dimensional that it makes you forget like what you're saying, that a person is so much more than just a picture that they post or something that they say. Right. Well, I've been doing virtual circles, so that's how I've been maintaining it. Oh, you have? Yeah. And 
bringing the principles of circling into all my affairs is how I do it. So bringing the, like even right now, the three of us are slowed down a little bit. Like we're really taking our time with one another. We're not doing what we were doing before, kind of rushing and kind of hustling and like, you know, kind of like the needy greedy way of like being in the world and just allowing the integration, allowing it. Maybe that's what we can do with the internet is just kind of pause and allow what we're taking in to integrate. I don't know, maybe we could come up with new practices on this, on this conversation, which would be reflecting on it, sharing something we've heard that really touched our heart, noticing, noticing what is it about that and letting, letting that process kind of break down our barriers. I think that's what I love. I joke, I'm like, number 487th reason why I love circling, but why? <laughs> I love circling is that it gives me a chance to slow down and to integrate and to take in your story beyond my agenda. Right. Beyond my ego is so strong. My mind is so strong that if I get uncomfortable outside of a circle, I'll find a way to make you wrong so that I can stay comfortable. So instead, Mm -hmm. the practice is. I'm going to sit and hold space and it has nothing to do with me. I can watch what comes up, but it's not about me because I'm, I'm trying to disengage my ego and I'm trying to sit in the sacred with you. So can we do it while we're surfing the internet? Yes, but I think it would, it's a practice, you know, it's a... Like, is it possible to disengage your ego on Instagram? Like, does the, do those two realities even <laughs> coexist? Like, I'm like, uh, I think like the ego is the thing that makes that world function. Yeah. Tick. Yeah. I find, and that's what makes it so toxic feeling. I find myself, so I'm going to take my own advice because I, I just had the image when you said that where I was like, oh, right, me at night scrolling at all these positive posts. Yeah. Oh, this positive quote, this image, someone's doing this, someone's doing that. But am I allowing it to really integrate, like resonate? No, no. Well, can you even when there's, it's like, there's so much information that you can't really. You can't really. So what's the answer? Disengage? I mean, we deleted Instagram off of our phones because we're just like, we're done. (laughs) It's too much. (laughs) This is what I was, this is what I wanted to say. You said something earlier about the life we were living was not sustainable. And because we weren't allowing the, the integration, we weren't allowing, like, I met all these people. I had this incredible experience. Okay, now let it change me. We were then on to the next one and then on to the next one. And then I have to hire someone to help me downshift and I have to hire someone to tell me what to eat, how to exercise, where to go, how to meditate, all of this. I have to go outside myself. It's what's happening. So it must be what needs to happen that we're all given this opportunity. Those of us that are in a position to have a safe opportunity, right? I want to be mindful that Mm-hmm. This is a horrific time for many people. Yes. Horrific. This is apocalyptic for some people. So that said, those of us that are able to maintain and 
allow the deepening to happen are really, we've been given a great opportunity. And what are we going to do with it? I, right. I think we're going to let it deepen us so that we can be more, whatever the word is, productive, helpful, holistic, think like a circle, act like a circle, take care of all, not just ourselves, but, you know, from the micro to the macro to the global. Being more of service. That's something that's been coming up a lot. And as you said, being of service to myself, to the to my friends, to my family, and to the world. The focus has shifted away from the ego-driven into kind of that mode. That is one little piece evolving into that feels really beneficial in this moment versus I think there was definitely, I know there was like a hamster wheel uh, existence, low-grade anxiousness at all times uh, around productivity and being busy. And and that is starting to lessen, which is pretty fantastic. Isn't it? Yeah. I don't think I would have, there's no other way to have put any type of, of pause or stop or reassessment into that behavior if it weren't for this massive, massive full stop experience. And if we, if we think like a circle and how can we do it now, what we can do now is we can hold space for other people's stories that are begging to be heard, begging, mm-hmm. begging. And if you want to continue to be a healer, seeker, purpose-driven person on this planet, listen to someone else's story as an act of grace and as an act of healing and create the forum. Listen to people you're quarantined with, listen to people on the internet whose story you never would have really been that interested in listening to, listen to people that are on the opposite end of the spectrum of you. I dare you. I think that, and without judgment. Can you imagine? Well, mm. It makes me think of the, the actual moments in the circle because when, when we talk about the circle, I think about the word, I think about receiving, think about receptivity. And that is an energy that for me is extremely challenging as someone who's and I'm sure you guys could agree where we all function so much in society in our masculine. That's like the push, that's the go, that's the, the get it done, that's the hustle. And the feminine, it, it doesn't have that kind of energy. It's more like listening and taking it in. And I remember during the circle, that was one of the hardest elements for me, the person who's circle, who people were circled around to not fucking say anything. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you're describing here, which is to be able to receive a story without the need to also be reactive to that story, we receive and then we think it's our job then immediately to have a response. Amen, sister. Yes, and I remember, mm-hmm. so just for people that are listening, one of, the, one of the offerings I made in that circle for your birthday was to say, we're all gonna share some certain things, how we met you, what we wish for you, things like that. And it's your job to receive so that you didn't have to kind of automatically respond to everything that was being offered. And it's tricky. And I know because I've been on the receiving end and I had to learn how to do it. And it's one of the greatest gifts that was given to me was learning how to receive. 
it just yeah. made me a better giver. So a lot of us are in our masculine and we know how to kick ass out there and we know how to get stuff done. But imagine if that capacity was equally matched with our feminine, which is when we want to shift gears, we can sit back like, like regal mothers, queens, whatever, whatever female archetype, goddess you want to use, that we could sit back and we have the capacity to listen and to take in how much stronger does that make us out in the world when we choose to be in our, in our masculine. And quite possibly we could say conclusively that the toxic masculinity that many of us women adopted unconsciously is what we don't need anymore. Thousand percent. I mean, it's in our biology to receive. Yeah. If you think about like sex, you know. (laughs) Sex. I think we should pause really quickly to uh, mention one of the partners that keeps the train going, keeps us nutrientized. I made up a word, nutrientized. Oh, there you go. I was going to also make up a word and say it's almost as if them supporting this show has become ritualized. It's very true, but that's a real word. You didn't make it up. <laughs> Damn it. I thought I was really onto something. We are talking about ritual. We love them. They're a multivitamin that takes out the mystery. And they've also left out synthetic fillers and any other shady extras that can be found in some of the traditional multivitamins, which I am frightened of. Yeah. And to that, they are totally traceable. And like you said, transparent, they're using non GMO, vegan certified, gluten-free, allergen-free ingredients. And I've said this a million times on the show, but you can go on their website and you can see where all their vitamins are coming from, what form you're getting them in. Cause a lot of vitamins come in different forms and the forms are either more or less absorbable to a bigger cross-section of people. And I think they've done a really good job of sourcing and making sure that this vitamin is bioavailable as possible for uh, just a traditional multivitamin. So their delayed release, no nausea designed capsule is made to be gentle on our stomachs. And they've got this little genius mint essence tab mm-hmm. in every bottle, which makes it so your vitamins are nothing but a minty fresh experience every time you ingest it. So true. So guys go over to ritual.com slash retrograde and they are offering that's a retrograde listeners 10% off their first three months. Did we mention that it also comes to your door? You just order online and you never have to think about it again. So that's ritual.com slash retrograde. You'll get 10% off your first three months. Never has there ever been more of a time to make sure your body is not deficient in all the essential vitamins and minerals. We need to stay healthy folks. Ritual.com. Couldn't agree more. Ritual.com slash retrograde. Now back to the show. Hi guys, my name is Sarah Nicole and I am the host of the Papaya Podcast, where each week we dish out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom all through candid conversations in a very real and tangible way. I want everyone to know that they're not alone and that we share in these experiences called life. And sometimes when we get to know somebody else's story, it changes ours a little bit as well. So I want you to tune in with us on Mondays, subscribe, rate and review it and keep these conversations going with us. You can tune in behind the scenes at the Papaya Podcast and the Birds Papaya on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week. I want to hear about the circle work that you're now doing 
virtually. Are you able to replicate that same connection? And also, like, what are some of the conversation starters that you're working sure. with? Sure. So when COVID first shut everybody down, I very quickly thought like, oh, let me do these on Zoom circles. It was like Zoom became, you know, the new whatever playground for everybody. And I put out the call to my list of people and I put it on Instagram just to see like, because I felt that there was a real opportunity here to do it online, which I would never put circles on Instagram. It's too big and chaotic and there's too many not nice people there. So it was this very beautiful opportunity. So for the first two months, I led two circles a week. I led one on a Wednesday morning at 10 because I had people from, I don't know how many different countries it was, like 11 or 12 different countries that wanted to experience a circle, right? Like mind-blowing. I never would have thought to have done it had it not been for this, what we're going through. And then I did another circle on like an evening and those more local people. And I did a couple through the Den Meditation Center. I did a couple for them. And it was, I love tall. It was different. It was very similar. It was beautiful. It was mostly women. The ones that I did were mostly women and they were all it it proved to me that the art of circling is universal and that we are all connected only all of the time. The women from all different countries, we were all experiencing the same thing. The need for connection, the need for self-care, the need for kind of like understanding that there was something bigger going on around us and how do we process all that information we did in the circle. I, you know, I had it on gallery view and I would just Kind of say, here's how I see the circle, and we would pass a virtual talking stick. I would open up with a prayer, a meditation. I would sometimes pull a card for the circle. I would start a prompt. You know, I'd pull a medicine card, tarot card, and I would start the prompt simply about, you know, what's coming up for you right now? Where are you right now? What's going on for you right now? And a theme would emerge from that circle. I would then read the card that I had already pulled. And of course, each and every time, the card was exactly about what we were going through collectively. And we were literally, you know, countries away, continents away. So that's how I did those two months of circles. I took a break. And now I have a couple of different groups that are reaching out to me that they want me to lead their friends in a group once a week. So we meet, you know, Friday at four and I do a similar process, but it's for a group that still feel like they need something to tether them through this time. When time is picking up speed and days are blurring into months and, you know, what month is it? And to have that touchstone that place of like, oh, I can anchor myself here through this circle and, and feel a sense of myself because we I know I feel if I'm not circling and it can happen like, and like that is, I, I can feel like I'm floating in outer space and I don't know where I belong and I don't know what I should be doing. 
And as soon as I come into a circle and realize I'm not alone and that there's so much beautiful information out there because everybody's so extraordinary. I'm so, you know, in love with humanity after a circle. It reminds me of how incredible things are also unfolding. But if you want to talk about prompts and other things. Yeah, that kind of goes perfectly into my question, which was just that so many people have, you know, from the beginning of COVID, we're doing these Zoom happy hours, which I'm sure people have tired of by this point. So my question to you is to maybe, maybe unbeknownst to your friends, <laughs> how to turn your Zoom happy hours into a low key circle. What are some good prompts? Some good, let's call them bonding prompts. Yeah. Well, so here's what, yeah, here's what I've learned. And that is you can always start a prompt and anybody can do this. And I invite you to take out a piece of paper and a pen and just write down three things, but you just ask someone, well, first you go into agreement. Yeah. You have your cocktail for half the hour, which I love, but that you also agree that one person's going to share at a time. That's it. And that you're just going to hold space for that person to share. And that's it. It's so simple. And what it does, it disengages our ego to have to be funny, smart, or defend ourselves, right? You just get to listen to the story. So the prompt is share a story about a time when you felt super empowered or a time when you felt really scared. Because what you want to do, you want to give an opportunity for everybody to share. So maybe if I say, share a story about a time you felt really empowered, somebody in the circle is going to go, I've never felt empowered. I have no stories. So you want to give them the opposite, which is for a time where you felt really afraid. So that's it. And then you let the circle ride, which is we may start telling stories about being empowered, but by the time it goes around, now we're telling stories about our favorite vacation. I don't know. It can be as simple as that. Because what will come through the circle is what wants to come through the circle. I could share a prompt, say, share a story about an animal encounter or a story about a dog. Simple enough. One of us shares a story. And what it does is just kind of like opens up for it to go into whatever it wants to be. And sometimes it'll be really light. Sometimes it'll be really deep. And the prompt was share a story about a dog. So basically how it works is that you, someone offers the prompt and then one person speaks and then nobody responds. You, the invitation can be, we're just going to go around once without responding. Or, okay. or that's a more advanced way of circling, let's say, because it's hard to not respond at all. But your response, yeah. you hold your response. If you're doing it that way, let's just go down that. Uh, the prompt is share a story about rain. And everybody thinks for a second about rain. Oh, okay. Oh, I remember this one time, this most amazing rainstorm that happened. I was at my grandmother's. I was camping, whatever, right? And everybody just listens. And you allow yourself to be stimulated by that person's story. And the invitation is that we're not going to respond. But then, Stephanie, it's your turn. Mm -hmm. Maybe your story kind of like envelops what it is you were going to say to me, but it's now your story. It's your share. And then it kind of rolls into the next one. So it's not that you're not responding. You're just not commenting 
in a way that's validating or not validating. You might say, oh, that story, that was such a beautiful story. It really moved me. It reminds me of my story when I had this experience. So mm-hmm. it, is a, it is a way to deepen our, our connection by listening in a more mindfulness way. It's a practice. It kind of takes a little trying and on. That's one way. Another way is this. I share my story about rain. I end up crying because I end up talking about my grandmother. Everybody feels really connected to me and the grief that I'm going through. You open it up where if you really want to respond, somebody says, oh, I really feel what you're saying and I can relate and my grandmother and, 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 right? Thank you. And then maybe that person, they share what they were feeling, their story. And you agree what you want to try on as a circle. I'm in a very powerful circle that I participate in. And we had to come up with this agreement. Like, are we okay with responding and chiming in, which is great? Or do we want to respect the talking piece and really just listen? And when I tell you it's awkward at first to share, to become really vulnerable and to not have anybody respond and tell me that, I'm okay, it's okay, da-da-da. But to let me kind of sit with my, my vulnerability and experience that, knowing that everybody else is also there holding the space for me, is a really different. It's a different way of being together. And I, and I, yeah. and I just invite people to try it on. Like, see what works for you. See if you like it. See if, uh, you know, my saying is I've never been to a bad circle. Like, there's no... right or wrong way to do it. There's just all these invitations to deepen, to deepen your communication and your, and your, and your being present with someone and then have a cocktail hour, you know, as well. But quite a few women reach out to me and they said, I'm done with the cocktail zooms. Well, I can just imagine that it's like you're craving a deeper level of connection. I mean, I mean, I can imagine AKA I am. We're going to take a moment to talk to you about one of our partners today, Zakara. Longtime friend of the show, really. And right before we took a moment to pause, Elizabeth and I were discussing her time ritualistic explorations. And she was describing something that I feel like is exactly what you need to hear right now. Yeah. Well, first I want to say that Sakara is a nutrition company and they focus on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. And they do these amazing ready to eat meals that are made from these like amazing, powerful plant-based ingredients that are designed to boost our energy, improve our digestion and get our skin glowing. And I can tell you every time that I treat myself and do the meal delivery, my digestion is never better. But they also have this great like little wellness shop that has like different teas and snacks and all of these things. But my favorite thing is right now from there is this beauty water drops that are ionic mineral drops. And I was just telling Steph right before we were recording, I always put this into my water throughout the day, do like two dropfuls. And I was saying, you know, my skin has been looking different like really good. And I think it's the beauty water. It's the only thing I've been doing differently. What's in it? Read it. So it's magnesium, chloride, sodium, potassium, sulfate, lithium, and barren. And it doesn't 
taste amazing, but it doesn't taste awful. You can head over to Sakara right now. We're offering our listeners 20% off of their order, either a food delivery or, you know, check out their fun shop with all these great wellness essentials. So sakara.com slash retrograde, enter the code retrograde at checkout. That's S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash retrograde, 20% off your first order. Get over there. See there. Now back to the show. I would much rather hang on your every word and hear what's in your heart. I would much mm-hmm. rather hear what's coming up for you because guaranteed there's something I'm going to source from that that's going to benefit me. I did get overwhelmed and almost like tech drunk and I did shut it down and I stopped doing virtual circles and I, I had to recalibrate and go out into nature and, and just do a detox. So I think that's a valuable thing to note for all of us. I think it's so important to call it out because I feel as if the collective is feeling it. And if we don't talk about it, then we won't honor it and we won't do a necessary action to counteract it. Mm, I love that. And I think that's why Stephanie and I are really, you know, speaking to this Instagram thing in particular, because it, ha- as I say, it's like we're all at home and it's like these screens are these portal, the portal we have to the, to the outside world right now. And that is a, a wonderful tool. But at the same time, we can't be constricted in our viewing and our thinking that like this is reality and this is our world. And we need to, as you say, do a physical practice that's going to bring us, kind of zap us out of that like screen zone. It's so important. Mm. And in particular, just like the feedback loop that we get through like a medium such as Instagram or Twitter, like that is psychologically affecting us. Our dopamine, self uh, celebration, self woes, all of those things are wrapped up in this like little thing. And it's really important to, especially in a time where things are just kind of pared down to explore other options for connection. Hence, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd also say that, so circling, meditation, all these other practices, that's a portal too. So mm-hmm. turning your screen off and meditating, which now everybody can learn how to do it. Oh, I take that back. People that want to learn how to do it can learn how to do it. So there's that. It's not quite so, you know, this like foreign concept. It's We learned how to, we're supposed to eat, eat right. We're supposed to exercise. Oh, and now we're supposed to meditate. It's becoming that, mm-hmm. that mainstream. So when I, which is awesome. Which is awesome. And we're teaching children how to meditate and the military and we, everybody should be meditating because it is another portal. It's another way to integrate all the information. It's another way to tap into, just close your eyes and look at what, look at the images you see. We have thoughts, images. There's a whole world going on. We don't have to look through a screen. We can just look inside. And then we can also learn to kind of see what wants to come through to us and through us if we take a moment just to settle and tune, you know, tune out to tune in or or turn it off so that we can 
tune within. It's the, the next frontier of being able to, oh, I think about Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth calls. Why is that? Because, you know, thoughts have matter and we're all connected and, and, and meditation, going quiet, listening to your breath, observing your thoughts, questioning your thoughts, just looking at them is such a source of valuable information that we're just us kind of mainstreamers are just really starting to understand. Like we thought we knew mm-hmm. and now we're going, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really get that. Oh, now I'm getting it. Now I'm well, right. it's so that, you know, with this time where we're being stripped of the things that we kind of took for granted as far as, you know, physical connection is concerned in the way that we exchange energy. It's my hope that once we all return to some degree of normal 2021, 2022, 2034, you know, whenever that is, well, 34, we're like 80. Whatever that is, like recognize that with the principles of circling, holding space for someone's story, like we will be able to have the understanding that that is what makes us alive. Like that is our humanity. That is what's shared. Like that's important. Like we can't take for granted those moments that we spend together in person by talking about nothing. Like Mm. how much did we do that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Non-stop. Yeah. Like, yeah, take this time to connect with yourself so that when you go back out there, you're like very excited and ready to intake someone else. I, someone said like, you know, what's your favorite thing about circling? And I said, well, it helps me to remove barriers that I might have with someone else and that I have with myself. So Mm -hmm. the barriers within, like, what am I afraid of that's in me? What am I not connecting to with myself, with my own story? It's so interesting, you guys. I lead all these circles and in every circle, everybody gets nervous because totally because something different is going on. Right. And it usually has to do with the egos getting nervous because the ego is going, Oh shit. I don't know how to navigate this. This is too real. I don't, I can't do my shtick right now. Or what am I going to, I might be seen. I don't, I don't know how that feels. Well, it feels amazing. Once you get to the other side, you get to work through. That's why it's, for me, it's a real spiritual practice. It's not, it's like a yoga practice. It's a meditation practice. It's a circle practice that after you do it for a while, then you're like, oh, I got to do this all the time. This feels great. And then sometimes like with another type of yoga practice, if you fall out of it, like, I haven't been to yoga in a couple of weeks. Oh, it's so hard to get back into it because it gets mm-hmm. it gets easy to stay in your ego. It's a lot in the long run. It's 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 a lot harder, but in the short run, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier. What um is a a tip or a personal practice you do that as an ego eradicator? Hmm. I will say that in in this time, I've had a great ego awareness eradicator, which was, I didn't realize how much I was dressing for other people. And I wasn't dressing to express how I felt. 
I don't know if that answers anywhere near the question. Yeah. But it just came to that mind. That certainly like, does. Like when I get dressed in the morning, I just kind of look and I go, what, what am I feeling? Like, what do I want to radiate? What do I want to, and, I, and I'm getting really clear with myself. And as before, what are Elizabeth going to think about what I wear? Are they going to like me? Are mm. they going to like it? Are, is it? And so that's just been a daily practice and I love it. And I'm 50. And I thought, I didn't even know that that existed in me until this time. That's so cool. That's just like one little tip. And then um, what's the other one? I just notice a lot. I notice when I feel less than or when I feel better than. I, I just notice it and I go, oh, that's, oh yeah, that's my ego. Huh. That's interesting that that's coming up right now. Oh, I, I feel less than. Why? Okay. You feel less than. Okay. And as soon as I just kind of observe it, it just it kind of exits a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm really excited to, I think there's going to be a virtual Zoom circle amongst our friends that this episode has inspired. Um, it feels highly time. Um, we would be remiss not to mention one of um, Steph and myself's favorite shows, The Morning Show on Apple TV. Um, was one of, had like one of the episodes that was on that, that flashback episode was probably one of the best written episodes of television I have seen in so long. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit for the fangirls within us, speak to us about your experience on that show? I was so proud to be a part of the show. I still am. I play the makeup artist to Jennifer Aniston's character, Alex Levy. And the star also, the show also stars Reese Witherspoon and Steve Carell. And it's about the behind the scenes of the morning news world. And, you know, these are some of the most talented, savvy actors, and they're telling a story that is is almost, you know, is in very much timely and inspired by the Me Too movement. But it's it's more about abuse of power in any area, right? So between women between men, but primarily between, you know, men and women. But the show explores all these different areas. And the, are you talking about the flashback episode where- The birthday party one. Somehow they just did such, yeah, the birthday party one, where they did such an incredible job of, of walking a fine line of how we all participate in- like ignoring what's going on around us, which I think that's what this time is about too. It's like, there's no more ignoring. The only thing we can see right now is how we all play a part in everything. I didn't say anything because I benefited. That's exactly right now. Yeah, that's exactly right now, what we're seeing. And, you know, not to bring it all back to circling, but when you sit in a circle and you, you really do experience that your truth is my truth, your pain is my pain, your story is my story, and that everything has a cause and effect. Everything. We, we can't do anything without understanding that there is a, there is a result from my actions that, that happens. So anyway, I like to explore it and share it and talk about it and lead it in 
in circles and the, and, and TV shows and movies are just another way to share grand stories, really important stories. And I feel that the morning show is, is a really beautiful and important story. And they're, they're working on season two right now. It will be coming back whenever new TV shows are able to come back. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Good to come back because I'm in a dark corner of the internet right now. <laughs> <laughs> come back. Like, I think I've watched it. That's good. And now I'm into like, <laughs> I don't want to talk about where I'm going now. I'm like, the other night I watched 40 days, 40 nights. Oh I was God. just like, back here. Somebody said, somebody said the other night, they're like, I've watched Netflix. We were like, what? They were like, Netflix, all of it. All of it. <laughs> like everything there is to watch. <laughs> That's relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Could not be more appropriate for this time. Andrea, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, your previous episode that you did with, with us remains one of our top favorite episodes in the five and a half plus years that wow. we've been doing this show. We always reference it uh, when people ask us you. and you continue to bring such a light to us and our show. So thank you so much. I'm so honored. I really am. I, I just, that, that touches me and I'm going to take it with me and let it sustain me. So thank you for that. Thank you for having me always. Thank you. Let's do a virtual, let's do a virtual circle soon, y'all. Okay. So quick break. And as we're talking about connection today, I have to say this partner has really helped me feel connected to my kitchen mm-hmm. and my home. And honestly, myself. I got to say in a time when I can no longer access my number one safe space, which is an organic grocery store, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to wander around the halls of Thrive Market and be hugged. The digital by- halls. Gentle and inclusive nature. <laughs> Honestly, we are both proud Thrive Market members. Yeah. And love them so much. We even got to create a page on their website that has all of our favorite things that we get from, from food things to house things to beauty things. I mean, they have everything. They tailor over 70 different diets and values like paleo, kilo, plant based delivering the highest quality organic and sustainable essentials from groceries, healthy snacks, meat and seafood, clean wines, non-toxic cleaning, bath and body. And it's always like 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices. No big deal. It has been a lifeline from old life, you know, back in the day, February, 2020 to really just changing the entire game. I do want to share with you. I've always trying something new. I have my staples. But, okay, I feel like you're going to love these stuff. I found this brand is called Pashi. And it is packets of marinated artichokes with basil and thyme. For those who care about calories, they're about 20. It's just like a little fun, healthy veggie snack on the go. And they have like asparagus and green beans. And this is my new obsession. Go to thrivemarket.com slash retrograde. Become a member and you will get a free gift of your choosing. Ooh. And you will start saving money today. So that's thrivemarket.com slash retrograde. Become a member and they'll give you a present. Yeah, you'll get a risk-free membership. You'll give it a try and a free gift and check out all our picks. 
because that was the funnest list ever to pull together. Now back to the show. Go back to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. 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 Down with R&T. Yeah, you know me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's one thing with yeah, yeah. it all that I can't get behind is so normally I feel like you and I, when we're in the room together, we thrive. Like we have really great rapport and we always intuitively know like when one of us is gonna speak. Yeah. One of the challenges of the Zoom recording, I will say, is that um like unspoken connection is lost. And therefore, there's a bit of like you talking and me talking at the same time. Mm -hmm. But it is what it is. Yeah, because living virtually isn't (laughs) human. (laughs) Humans aren't (laughs) heads on necks behind screens. They have like an energetic principle that guides them and helps them connect. What I'm saying is I can't read your mind as well via Zoom. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, that is a thorn we had not discussed, but it is a thorn. Yeah. My other thorn, let's just start worse for first. Fuck it. Always. I'm just going to breeze through this because I feel like I'm really beating a dead horse. But like, basically I'm trying to figure out like how to be on Instagram and not be on Instagram. And I want to throw it to the audience. Um, if any of you guys are app inventors and want to work on inventing a new (laughs) social media platform, um, let's do that. (laughs) Get your girl up. Yeah, I'm ready to like create something better than like the hellscape of Mark Zuckerberg and all of that. It it honestly feels it's not even the people on Instagram that are my worst worst thorn. It's the fact that it's controlled by that. Yeah, that to me feels like we're all part of the problem. Mm-hmm. We're just yeah, we don't own it. Power. Once we put it up there, it's not. And then ours. And then if you want to get into like a deep internet dark hole, which boy, have there been many over the past few months, there's this thing where they t- do like facial recognition technology and which they only used to be able to do with celebrities uh, because they could get, you need like thousands and thousands of photos. different photos, like of every angle and every emotion, because then they could take your face and put it on porn. And now no. with Instagram, yeah, and forget what it's called because I, but yeah, it's a mess. Okay. Yeah. Moving right along. <laughs> That's I a can't. big thorn. I'm going to remember the name of it and I will come back to it when we're talking about like something totally different. It's called deep something, of course. It's just like, I want to connect with everyone and I want to share my life and I want to, and I want to make jokes and I want to do all those things. But at the same time, like they're called deep fakes. Oh, I just remembered. I know what that is. So I watched this whole thing about it. And, but now because of everybody's so out there that you can, anybody, it can be done to anybody, which is insane. And the problem is, is that there's like really no way to track the person who made it. Thorn. Yeah. Involuntary pornos. No, thank you. Art, a Squarespace. Wait, what's like a blogger platform? Great. You can do a, a blog on Squarespace. Yeah. Like if I'm just like, these are my photos and this, these are my little essays that I write. Do you think people care? Yeah. Do people care about that? You could be a blogger. This yeah. Is <laughs> revelation. She's now 
fully in. I love it. I love it. Is it regressive to go from being a stand-up comedian to a vlogger? What's a comedian artist supposed to do in times like these? Gotta start a vlog. Like instantly become Julie and Julia. I love it so much. Steph and Stephanie, it's just my two personalities. (laughs) Drugs I'm on that day. (laughs) I'm like, Stephanie's the mushroom goddess and Steph's just the regular girl. (laughs) Perfect. Wait, we really have something here, Rose. I know. We're, we're, yeah. Spitballing. (laughs) Rose, I have some fun things that I've listened to and entertained myself with over the past week. Mm -hmm. Do you want to hear about them? Seems like you want to tell me. So do you want to hear about them? I'm on the edge. Yeah. Okay. So I got into a new app game. It's called Trivia Royale and it is my new favorite thing. It is a trivia game, but the whole thing is, is you get to like design your person and the more points you get, the more accessories you get. Mm -hmm. So it's all about like, you know, general trivia in the name of at the end of the day, like looking as dope as possible. Mm-hmm. which I can get behind. And I love like creating different avatar characters. Something I've learned about myself <laughs> in these times. You're a Korean teenager. Basically. <laughs> How fun for you. And I feel like I'm looking really cute right now in my digital life, my digital person. Mm-hmm. So that's really fun. Trivia Royale. Good suggestion. You can play with friends. And I have yet to actually do the paid app. So the ads are really annoying. Thorn. Wow. What you got? I have more, but let's go. Let's tit for tat. I'm not playing any internet games, but I am reading a book that's way, way, way on the total opposite end of the spectrum of what you're talking about. It's called Being Mortal. (laughs) And it's medicine and what matters in the end. And it's all about basically the way that we regard like the elderly and dying in America and in the world and kind of like what, how we deal with end of life stuff and the way that we, there's just not that much medicinal practice around keeping people comfortable and like on their way to death. There's a lot of like managing it in a way. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's just really interesting. I'm halfway through and just giving me a lot of perspective about like growing older and kind of like you know, it's inevitable that we're all going to die. But I feel like part of the problem is that we don't know what to do in the end. And then we put people in homes and like, it just becomes like really sad and you're like chasing something. That's like what the book, the book puts forward is basically like when people are dying, they try to like fix all their problems instead of like, like you're never going to escape death. So why are you trying to like fix death basically? Mm -hmm really interesting. It's really deep. It's hard Who to wrote it? describe. It's by someone named Atul Gawande and my friend Chantel recommended it to me. It's, yeah, it's really good. I don't know if I described it well, but it's fascinating if, if you've ever thought about aging and dying, you know, like all of our parents are getting older and it's just really something to consider and digest yeah. how you deal with that. I met a woman last year who was a death doula. Yeah. I really <laughs> want to have her on the show. Yeah, that's a thing. And I think we should. I think it's a really good conversation because we as a society just don't really honor death at all. It's something that we fear. It's something that we run from. It's something that we we mourn in a way that I think is not necessarily 
like the most healthy or like spiritual perspective of the life cycle. One woman's research on mortality is another woman's free trivia royale. <laughs> And I'm like, and I guess, did I even say this after that? that? Uh, our uh, show, hard that is, pivot. This <laughs> what we. This is our offering into the world. We, this is how we are of service. I'm like, basically, it's all about death. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, well, I'm a cute avatar, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like so fun and wakes my brain up. Okay, well, I'm like, what about all the broken hips in nursing homes? <laughs> Wow. I'm really here. All right. Well, Andrea Bendewald, thank you. Oh, I didn't even her. get to say how I watched Hamilton, didn't understand it for the first hour, but we'll oh. get it next week. That's yeah. 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 And I can talk about Bethany ever after next week. Everyone can be on the edge of their seats. Perfect. Okay. So, um, yeah, Andrea, thanks for coming on the show. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Oh, I want to shout out, you can find uh, info on our website, but Deborah Silverman, everybody's, uh, you know, one of our favorite astro people for this show she has a very cool offering that she's doing and we'll put all the info on the website but it's a kind of like online astro extravaganza if you will that you guys should check out we'll link it here in the show notes too and yeah we've got a lot of fun things planned for august so hold tight we'll see see you there bye Bye, am i listening Yes, that's a retrograde!